good day and welcome to Holding Fast. Glad to have you in the podcast today, praying for you as you learn how to pray better to your God today, the one who loves you and cares for you. Matthew chapter 6, let's jump right into our passage today. Uh, Hopefully you had opportunity to at least pray a little bit, maybe on your way to work or wherever you may find yourself, have found yourself today, that you have had uh, uh, good communication with your Father in heaven. We're talking about the disciples' prayer in Matthew chapter 6 and verse 9, where the Bible says, uh, Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Well, today, that's what we're talking about. The topic of the conversation in the podcast in this priority of prayer is about this very first statement that opens up the Lord's Prayer. You will remember that if you've had opportunity to listen to the previous podcast, that uh, we began the Lord's Prayer with our Father. That's the way we draw into His presence. We humble ourselves and come before Him. And when we say our Father, it really leads us into the recognition of the sovereignty of God and His majesty and His ability to do as He will concerning our prayers. We really, it's a humbling, it is a a submission of ourselves. It's, as it were, your heart kneeling before God in uh, in that sense of lowliness before Him. And today, I refer once again to this pattern of prayer that the Lord gave to His disciples Uh, because of this great privilege that we have to enter into our prayer uh, with Him. Now, it strikes me, does it not you? And I've said this from my pulpit at the church I pastored before. It strikes me as very much a blessing to me that God encourages us, that Jesus encourages us both by example and by command to spend time talking with our Father in heaven. Jesus rose frequently in the middle of the night or early in the morning throughout the day when he would come apart with his disciples. And there would be times when they would just come before the throne of God and just pray. I am so grateful for this because in many religions of the world today, you're actually a nuisance and a bother to the God that you're supposed to be worshiping. Uh, There's always this sense of fear that he'll reject your requests or reject your prayers. But I'm here to tell you today that on the authority of the Bible as the word of God, we are encouraged uh, and, and and we're actually told in the scripture that God delights in the prayers and the sacrifice of our prayers before him. You're not an, uh, uh, an imposition. You're not a bother. It's not a nuisance to the God of all creation for you to come to him when you humble yourself and come by his means that he prescribes. And, and so I'm so grateful for this prayer. It is a privilege to enter into the very throne room of God and to be able to commune with him and to share our hearts and to give him our praise. Prayer is always a recognition of that. It's a recognition of God's majesty and the glory and the submission to it. All of our requests, our petitions, our desires, yes, even our trials and our temptations are subject to his name, our Father which art in heaven. And you know, the precious promises that result from that is that he he gives, he forgives, he leads us, but only when we put God first. 
may I just say a word to those of you that are dads out there that are listening or grandfathers. When you pray with your children and grandchildren, please begin to establish this pattern in your own personal prayers and in the prayers with your family at a very young age. Help them. I mean, we are very selfish creatures. We all know that. We're born with that natural, innate sense of selfishness. And it's so vital that we train our children that when when it comes time for prayer, Prayer is not to be selfishly expended on us and just started right out of the gate by giving a wish list to our God of what we want. But in reality, prayer is a time for us to turn our hearts and minds away from ourselves and to meditate and and give verbal praise and worship and glory to the Father in heaven. And that's the way all prayer needs to be started. True worship, true prayer begins with God Forget self and glorifies him. Don't ever forget that. Make sure that you start your prayers with that kind of worship. Now, in verse 9 here of Matthew chapter 6, the very first petition in the Lord's Prayer is actually on God's behalf. Uh, Even though we know he is our loving Heavenly Father, even though he cares to meet your needs and and has all the resources of heaven to be able to do that. Notice in verse 9, it says, Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. My first petition in my prayer ought to always be on God's behalf. It is a warning that God gives us against self-seeking prayer. This is what is so important that backs up what I said a moment ago. Now, what does this phrase mean? hallowed be your name. It's not there just for filler, just for when you're in your routine of prayer, just to say something nice about God. Literally, it's a door which swings open to reveal a whole new uh, dimension of understanding about respecting God and reverencing, reverencing Him and appreciating, honoring, glorifying, adoring, and worshiping God. Uh, This aspect of God's separateness is mentioned instead of all the other attributes of his character because it's absolutely the most fundamental characteristic of his person, of what he is like. Hallowed is meaning holy. How separate is your name, O God? It is entirely different than me, entirely different from the sinfulness of this world. You are absolutely pure and holy, and I acknowledge that. There's nothing profane about you. There's nothing darkness about you. You are holy and hallowed. Now, in reality, what this does is it has two different senses, which which are true. Number one, hallowed be thy name. Well, number one, obviously, it has a sense of honoring and setting apart the name of God. That's no question. Uh, the Jews, of course, were very uh, cautious about that. They, In fact, they, they went overly so in that they never pronounced the name of God because there was this great fear that his name would be used in vain uh, and violate one of the Ten Commandments. And it is true that there ought to be a healthy respect and proper use of God's name. I hope you're not one of those people who says you're a believer and you just flippantly use the name of God, like saying things like, oh, oh my Lord, or or, oh my God, 
or, or OMG or gosh, or folks, I would encourage you just to stay far away from that because if we make his name a part of our everyday slang language that we use uh, as as believers, then I think that that says a lot about the way we walk with him and our relationship with him, that it's very trite and flippant and uh, irreverent. So I would encourage you to be very careful not to use God's name in vain uh, and have a proper respect and healthy use of, of God's name. Uh, but what the Lord is teaching here, though, in the, in the uh, uh, Lord's Prayer, the Disciples' Prayer, is not that hallowing uh, is, God's name means some kind of mystical attitude about the term God, but it's a little bit different than that. And that is the second use of what it means to hallow God's name. And that is this, a respect for God for who he is. Uh, a name in the Old Testament describes the character of that person. Uh, you know, the word Jacob is the word deceiver. The word uh, Rebecca is charming. The word Caleb is faithful. There, all these different words, uh, names mean different things that, res that uh, correspond to the person's character. Hallowing does not mean having a fetish about not speaking God's name out loud. Uh, it is hallowing all that God is instead. It is embodied in his name. Psalm 9 and verse 10, the Bible says, They that know thy name will put their trust in thee. Does everyone who knows the word God trust him? No. But those who really perceive and understand the fullness of who he is, they trust in him. Psalm 7, 17, Psalm 102, verse 15 uh, tells us that these people feared God, not because of the letters that make up the word God, G-O-D, but they were fearing the, he, uh, the uh, God himself, he himself. This is what hallowing is all about. It is a respect for who God is. Now, let me just finish off today by asking, do you have that respect today? Uh, is there an honoring of God? Is there a cautiousness about not treating him in a flippant, disrespectful manner? And either coming into his presence in a, in a way that that uh, is is disrespectful of his character. I want to encourage you to build that into your prayer. How, you, Father, my Father in heaven, holy, I hallow your name. I set it apart. And not just, the, again, the word name uh, for God, but I hallow your person. I respect you. I humble myself before you. I bring myself low. I bow down. I hang my head and close my eyes because you are so holy and I am so not holy. But today, why don't you make that your purpose just to not ask God for anything, but just say, I want to come and hallow your name and worship you for all that you really are. God bless you today. There's a richness in that. And it'll help you to see yourself as you are when you see God 